Servus und herzlich willkommen to the Bavarian Podcast Works Postgame Show. This is Schnitzer and I will be reviewing Bayern Munich's victory against Werfel Bochum today in the Bundesliga. And what a game that was. I think I speak for everyone when I say that Bayern looked thoroughly dominant and totally in the driving seat throughout the game and it was quite a comfortable victory. But before we go into the specifics, of course, we start with a look at the lineups, how Bayern started the game and what Nagelsmann had planned tactically. And uh, before we move into the specifics, if you're wondering how I'm doing, it's been a pretty nice day. I really loved the game, obviously a nice way to, you know, kickstart the rest of my evening. And it's 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 quite calm outside. It's feeling much better in Germany lately. It was frigid last week so compared to that it's slightly better but overall yes things are fine and uh yeah i guess we should just start off with the lineups so bayern lined up in their typical four two three one morphing into a three one four two formation that has been more recently nagelsmann's ilk because uh obviously he probably wanted to rest alfonso davies and maybe also deal with Joshua Kimmich's absence by playing Goretzka and Muziala in midfield but we all know how Muziala loves to drift to the attacking half spaces and also plays a wide winger so it's just what it is and we ended up with a lineup that had Benjamin Pavard, Upamakano and Matthias Delict at the back of the defense in the center and uh, Joao Cancelo functioned more as a left winger but that's what he always does as an outside back and in this game, he played on the opposite side, usually he started as a right back for Bayern, but this time around, because Davies was sitting out the game, uh, Cancelo started on the left, and honestly, he looked quite at home on the left as well. Yes, the right side is his most potent position, and he, when he's on the left, he sort of drifts inside and sends in balls with his right leg, which is so gifted for such amazing crossing, but then again he did not look out of place and he managed the situation really well he had a very very good uh, performance in my opinion at left back and uh, the rest of the defense was lined up uh, you know as a back four but they morphed into a back three obviously because Goretzka would then be the lone pivot in the middle and he would also drift back to help with defense and you have Serge Gnabry, Jorg Cancelo, Leroy Zane, Jamal Muziala playing more as the attackers in this game. And Eric's, Eric Maxim Chupamoting and Thomas Müller starting up front. Müller occupying his uh, usual round-altering role, but he's also playing more as a striker these days. Which makes a lot of sense given Chupamoting. Yes, he's a striker, but he's not one of the best out-and-out strikers. He's more as a wide, more of a wide striker. So that means Thomas Miller has to occupy more of the central roles, which is another point we'll have to discuss because I firmly believe that in the coming summer market and or maybe sometime in the future, near future, hopefully, Bayern Munich really need to go all in for a an out-and-out out number nine for a pure striker. And it's no secret that I'm a big admirer of Lahovic, especially since I don't think it's likely that Bayern Munich would be able to land Erling Haaland simply because he plays for Man City and he would be way too expensive. I don't think if Bayern wasn't able or rather uh, willing to shell 200 million out back then for him, 
or whatever the fee was pretty ridiculous 70 plus 40 for uh, his agent or something really stupid like that or i honestly don't know and the crazy wages on top of that i think he earns uh, 30 million a season which is a lot of money I'm not sure of the specifics, obviously, or whether it's gross or net and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, any amount given to uh, Haaland or to persuade, you know, Haaland's camp to sign him would not be enough. He probably would demand for a lot of money and would easily be our highest earning player. So we'd have to see about that. But for now, I guess Eric Maxine, Shubhamoting and Thomas Muller will have to do. And they did do a very good job, especially the latter. So... Now we head to the timeline of the game, which started obviously with uh, Bayern looking very, very offensive-minded, very aggressive at the beginning. But Werfel Bochum also, you know, stood their ground and they made sure to be resolute defensively and also threatened to, you know, fashion out chances, especially down that left-hand side or rather Bayern's right, where Benjamin Pavard you know plays it's it's pretty obvious because he is more vulnerable than all our other fullbacks and the problem is he tried to venture up front today and that really did not work because number one he does not have the pace to catch up with attackers and second it's really annoying because he loses sight of his man way too often and the Bochum wingers they had a very very easy time getting past him and the player who gave him the most problems was Anfi J. I hope I'm pronouncing it properly. I'm not 100% sure. But yes, he gave uh, and Pavar a lot of problems. And especially because Philip Froster was supplying the balls to the center, they tried to sort of morph their attack to take advantages on the right-hand side, sort of create numerical advantages in their favor because they knew that Bonjamin Pavard would not be able to deal with the pressure. And I, for one, was quite nervous when I first saw that situation. But then Bayern neatly balanced that out by sending Upamakano also to sort of create, you know, a better situation for Bonjamin Pavard to give support and to ensure that there are more players defending on that side and Leon Goretzka also edged more to the right-hand side when he saw this happening so that enabled Bayern to get rid of any chances Bochum created before they could materialize into anything solid which was nice and uh, well the first goal it was bound to come to Bayern because Bochum honestly did not threaten the entire game and I thought Manuel Riemann was fantastic and the only reason why Bayern did not probably venture above five goals like maybe six or seven was what i was expecting uh based on the number of chances we created and the number of really really good chances and you know the, the even the shots were pretty decent but manuel riemann had a fantastic game and i also believe that our finishing has not been very good of late but we'll come to that very soon and then the first goal came courtesy of thomas miller who else the one and only i guess also all-time leader in terms of games played for FC Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga. He surpassed Gerd Müller as well. Just incredible player. Mr. Bayern, just right place at the right time. Uh, took his chance and punished the Bochum defense for their erroneous defending. And I really loved that goal. It was a pretty long-range effort. And I was really, really surprised that he managed to slot it in so perfectly. And then... The rest of the first half was, again, just a matter of uh, finishing out, seeing out the time. Basically, Bochum was, you know, happy to sit back and defend. And then the second half started, Bayern started pressing. Bochum tried to counter, but they couldn't, again, fashion any good chances. 
Kingsley Coman came in as a substitute and instantly made an impact, scoring another goal this week. And uh, at the 64th minute mark, uh, he makes his impact once again for Bayern. And uh, yeah, it was really, really well, well, well taken effort and assisted by Muziala, who sent the cross in for Coman. It was a really, really well measured cross. And of course, Jamal Muziala is one of those players who will be on the stat sheets every game. It's either a goal, an assist or both, or maybe even multiple goals, multiple assists. That's just how he is. And it's no surprise that he assisted a goal already. And then it was all just by an attack, wave after wave after wave of by an attack and Honestly, Bochum stood no chance. And then Serge Gnabry finally, obviously, he also had to have something to show because he has been slacking lately and he's one of the players that requires more criticism because he just hasn't been very clinical. He just has been sort of wasteful and I don't know why, but uh, he doesn't really probably take the shot at the right time sometimes he just makes the straight pass and that has also been a problem with Leroy Zane quite so often and the rest of the Bayern attack this game it's been quite frustrating because when you're in front of goal and you don't want the defenders to get the additional second or two in order to steady themselves and make a barrier before you you want to take the shot when it's more unpredictable when there's more space open in front of you which is exactly the opposite of what the Bayern attackers did they shot themselves in the foot and kept passing way too much in front of goal. Just just passing around, you know, the box instead of just one of the players getting the courage to just sort of give it all and just kick it in. Because I'm pretty sure that the odds are that it might have rebounded off one of the players but also have gone in. There's a very good chance of that happening. And multiple times Bayern just scuffed up chances and in the end there were too many defenders and one of the players just sent an agonizingly inaccurate ball right into the stands in the Zutkova. We saw Kingsley Coman do it twice. We saw Goretzka do it multiple times. Chuba Moting wasn't exactly great uh, the finishing aspect himself and so was Serge Gnabry. So not very happy with the Bayern attacks, you know, lack of clinical finishing. But at the same time, uh, Serge Gnabry, well, he on the penalty, kudos to that. And he took it really well. And I think he really wanted this penalty because obviously who doesn't, you know, want to score penalties. And Serge Gnabry, well, he probably thought that, oh, I didn't do much this game, but it would be nice to have my name on the stat sheet. So I don't blame him, honestly. And it doesn't look great for him but hopefully he improves as the games progress but that being said uh, that was the timeline and uh, I think Bayern just were content to see the game and obviously there was this really good chance in the end Goretzka laying it off for Ibrahimovic who looked pretty pretty solid in his outing the last 15 minutes or so he got to impress the coach and the fans and he actually did he has a lot of intensity that lad and I think he can go a long way to accomplishing his dreams for playing for the Bayern first team and also doing really well in all competitions because he looks destined to be a future starter in midfield for Bayern. That's what I think. And now we go into the specifics and we start with the lack of clinical finishing. It has been quite appalling in recent weeks at times. I know it sounds quite strange that I'm talking about bad finishing in a game which ended 3-0 in our favor but if you consider that one of the goals was awarded to Bayern by Bochum's mistake and the other two goals had a lower XG combined than some of the other chances that we fashioned like uh, a header that Goretzka just 
nodded over the post inaccurately and another two times when Kingsley Coman just couldn't hit his mark and another time when Ibrahimovic just couldn't finish from a very very close range angle granted it was difficult but still like those were some really solid chances and a keeper like Riemann well he definitely did his best and he, he commendable effort honestly but that's not to say that we will be facing similar defenses in the future PSG is a much better team in terms of quality and I'm kind of worried at how the situation might turn out if we do not perform in a clinical fashion against PSG especially because Chupamoting is simply not the elite striker that we need to bail us out in games I agree that he is a very very good backup option and he's a really good striker in his own and probably would be the starting striker for most other teams but this is Bayern Munich and at Bayern Munich you need the best players and not necessarily the best of the best but like you have to finish chances when you get them and there was there were two times in the game when Chubamoting got a really good chance handed to him on a platter and he just couldn't finish them properly and it was surprising because he usually nets those but we just cannot take the chance you know especially in big games which is why I think Bayern will be in the market for signing a striker come this summer and I can say the same about Leroy Zane and Serge Gnabry just passing the ball around a lot same with Goretzka as well many times during the game it was so frustrating to watch against PSG you have to put those chances in bed you have to just shoot the ball with all your might and hope for the best that it goes in sometimes it doesn't sometimes it does and yes the goalkeeper also plays a major role but PSG's goalkeeper is also great so what are you going to do against him you know what are you going to do against that defense you need to fancy your chances you should not hesitate to take your chances which is the problem and if you give the defense too much time it will just reorganize itself and that will mean that the defense will then have a higher chance of stopping that chance or blocking that shot which is basically a difference maker in many games it could be the difference between Bayern winning and just getting knocked out by PSG which will be sad and uh, I really hope that you know Bayern is able to fancy their chances against Donnarumma because he's a very good keeper coming to the midfield I think that uh, obviously Thomas Miller I'll just call him an attacking midfielder I'll consider him a midfielder this game because he dropped quite deep in occasions and was also up front a lot he was my man of the match a star for effort he was there all in front of the attack, constantly shouting. You could hear him very clearly this game if you paid attention, shouting at every single attacker to, you know, do this coordinated press whenever Bochum regained position and are looking a bit jittery. And he knew that Riemann wasn't exactly at his best at passing and the defense was also not having a great day. So he pressured the defense throughout and made sure that the attack was coordinated in all of their attacks and his finish was a really well taken one really really good goal and I think he was the most active player in Bayern's attack by a mile so if we are to have any chances of beating PSG this man has to have a big game he has a lot riding on his shoulders actually and uh, Jamal Muziala also had a fairly good game but definitely not one of his best this season he still needs a little more polishing in terms of his overall decision making his vision in short range is excellent but I also think he's one of those players that hesitates or takes too long on the ball to dribble and I'd rather sometimes that he just make a pass than dribble too much because the chance just fizzes out 
you know, after a while. So I'd rather he does that. And I think the same happened with Leroy Zani as well. But we've already discussed that before. So Zani and Gnabry really have to buck up or it could end up just being Kingsley Coman and Muziala starting on the wings and they both could get benched, which is kind of sad, but it is how it is. And when Sadio Mane is back, good luck being on the starting lineup. In the midfield, well, yes, the rest of the midfield kind of... It, it was just Goretzka, honestly, because Muziala was more of an attacker and Goretzka was silently efficient. He doesn't look like his usual panzer self, the big bully that we've gotten used to seeing, but that's probably only because of his illness and his uh, recent injury struggles. Hopefully, he should be back to full fitness before the PSG game, or rather, in the upcoming weeks, because we need to throw everything at the kitchen sink at PSG. We really do. Bayern Munich has to give everything it has till the very end to ensure that they have a good chance of progressing. And I'd rather Bayern win in PSG Stadium than come away with even a draw because the last game is always unpredictable. Granted, it is in the Allianz Arena, but what you know could possibly happen or what, what, what could rather not go wrong if you have a front line of Mbappe, Lionel Messi and Neymar playing against you? It, it's just scary at times. So Mbappe is one of those players who can do anything at any given point of time. Messi needs no introduction and Neymar, yes, uh, he doesn't need introduction either. So it's just it's just kind of scary, especially given Delict is not the fastest of defenders and Davies and Cancelo are both attack-minded. So we need that lead in Paris at all cost, or should I say Paris? I mean, <laughs> at this point, it just feels like Qatar, you know, Qatar. Anyways, with uh, some obvious glaring possibilities up there we also have some positives to take mainly from the defense today really really good defending solid all around except for a certain Benjamin Pavard but uh, we don't probably have to concern ourselves with him after this season because it really looks like he is on his way out and today he was also physically and mentally like outside the game so this might sound harsh but uh he definitely looked better in the second half, but that was probably just because Bochum got tired of, you know, threatening Bayern and it not leading to anything and they just stopped pressing or something. But I guess if Bochum relentlessly pressed him, it would have given them more opportunities because Pavard was the weak link in the defense today. And it's concerning because if the same trend continues and Nagelsmann starts him in big games, then we are in for a ride. And I love the audacity that Pavard has asking for a starting position in the defense when he absolutely cannot do that he just cannot be a center back he let alone a right i mean he is half decent at being a right back he was really good at the start of the season but i don't know what he's doing at the moment and he's not doing himself any favors if you're playing like this and if you then want to start at the center of the defense who which coach would trust you Honestly, he is no better than Daily Blind himself. He's not better than anyone we currently have who can play at the center of defense. I would argue that Goretzka is probably a better option at center back than Pavard, which might sound harsh, but I'm really worried, you know, and I really hope PSG doesn't exploit this because Pavard also lacks pace, as we know, and I would not like to see PSG's attackers targeting him on that right flank because that's a very scary thought. But as long as Upamecano plays that game, I would have some uh, space for, I guess, 
a feeling of security and some consolation because Upamukana was massive this game and we really need him on his toes the entire game against PSG. Same with Delict. Really good tackling, that Ramos-esque demeanor to him. He just likes to go all in. He's like a bigger and a slower, maybe less tactically astute, but more aware and uh, uh, probably a player with uh, bigger, I guess, uh, physicality than Luca Hernandez. But him and Luca are the same mold of players, if that makes sense. But of course, to me, Luca is the best defender at Bayern, but he just keeps getting injured. So it's it's kind of sad. Right now, we just have to make lemonade with the lemons we have. And that means Upamakano and Delict start against PSG. And I think Cancelo had a very good game. I've already said that. He's been very solid. Cancelo's games are solid at worst and excellent, like world, world class at best. So I hope he has one of those incredible one-time season one time per season performances against PSG because we really need everything and the kitchen sinks one at them. Finally, Jan Zomer, not much to worry about. Decent distribution, good ball control, very happy with his performance. I would say that leading into the PSG game, Bayern look all poised to take on uh, the, the club from Qatar. And I really hope that uh, they are, you know, at the top of their game, which, you know, the game against Bochum suggested that they probably would be. But the attack definitely needs to be more clinical with the chances. Quit passing the ball around too much and just shoot. There are probably better chances of the ball going in if you take a shot when the defense is disorganized than when you take a shot in a better position but the defense has had time to organize itself. Because then you have more players committed to blocking you, you have more players closing down passing lanes and very soon the attack fizzles out and then you have Messi and Mbappe sprinting at you on the counter-attack. Not a very, very good uh, image there. But on a more positive note, I think Nagelsmann's doing a really good job, so hopefully sets this team up to win against PSG as well. And that is all we have to discuss. And obviously, the Thomas Miller factor. Thomas Miller can win you games by himself. Hopefully, he has a career-defining game against PSG in the positive way. Thank you so much for listening once again and uh, feel free to like, share, read, subscribe to us on any and all podcasting platforms that you use, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your quality podcasting content. Thank you for giving us all your support and your love on both BPW and Bavarian Football Works, which is our website where we do a lot of Bundesliga coverage. We have amazing articles from our talented team of writers and it's just really, really good stuff. So you guys have to check it out. And of course, uh, feel free to also send us your feedback on your comments and make sure to follow us at Bahrain FB Works on Twitter as well. Make sure to send us your feedback and your comments there. And until the next game, which will be the game against PSG, we will come out with a preview very soon. So stay tuned for that as well. Thank you so much for listening once again. Vielen Dank und auf Wiedersehen.